Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bit by Bit podcast. This is the only show that's approved for robot consumption. Uh, this week is E3. This is episode three of our E3 coverage. That is uh, three full hours and then some of E3 coverage this week. Um, are you that's tired, sure. Brian? I'm kind of sleepy. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't introduce you. I need to introduce you real quick because nobody right, knows right, who right. you are until I do the introductions. Who's this Brian, Who's this Brian person? So, I am Blake Walker, the fracking cag. Here with me today, wearing only one latex glove, is Brian Phillips. Oh, <laughs> You like that one? It's one where you have to use your imagination. Oh, man. <laughs> you're, you're not being descriptive, but you're forcing an image in people's brains. Exactly. So, it's like a Schrodinger type it's thing, a, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So here we go. Here we go. This is the third party episode, the third episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nintendo's in here, too. There's a little Nintendo part. Um, but uh, let's get going. So here we are again for episode three. Uh, episode one was Microsoft, as you probably heard. Episode two was Sony. Episode three is going to be Nintendo and the third party. Um, we're going to open it up here with Nintendo mm-hmm. because they they are um, the final piece in the holy console gaming trinity. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they've really kind of taken themselves out of the running as far as E3 goes the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, they, Reggie, the one of the, I think he's what, head of Nintendo America. Yeah. Um, he has even said explicitly before, you know, we'll, we'll let those dogs fight, you know, in their arena. Like, that's not what we're, we're doing anymore. We're not <laughs> we're trying to be the here. most powerful. <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're going to do our own thing, go our own way, try and control this market that we're already dominating, you know, like a, like mm-hmm. a smart business person. And, uh, yeah, it's worked out pretty well so far. People still can't get their hands on a switch, you know, in some places. Yep. It's crazy to me. Got that uh artificial uh scarcity. <laughs> exactly. That that trademarked Nintendo artificial scarcity supply and demand. Uh so there are a few games um most of them looked uh, as far as like I don't think there were any really titles. Um it just was like IP names basically for a few of them. Yeah, um, yeah. First one though, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two was shown. Uh, that was cool. Looked like um, more Xenoblade, basically. You know. Yeah. Same. Same old. Same old thing. <laughs> uh, after that, they showed a pretty cool Kirby trailer. It basically looks like that Smash Brothers uh, animation that you know you, you like see. the three. It's like three D. Yeah, it's three D like side basic. scrolling, basically. It, it's like a Mario Kart, Mario Party type, like three D animation. Yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I thought it looked good. Um, as far as I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pitch it up against, you know, Horizon or something like that. Obviously, these are right. two completely different games. Yeah, this is a whole different experience. 
But the 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 thing that Nintendo still has is they've got those fun games that it's there's there's no agenda, there's no you know uh, there's there's nothing terrible about them. Like yeah, you know, these are just fun fun games that you can enjoy. You know, for uh, fun yeah. for all ages. They're yeah, for sure. They operate on like a fundamentally different philosophy, and we we've, we've spoken about that before. You know, Nintendo runs their business like a toy company Mm -hmm. where they bring the fun first and the money follows. It's Mm -hmm. not all based around, you know, trying to optimize their their uh, profits and whatnot. And obviously, to a degree, it is because it's a business. But when it comes down to it, they always put the player and the fun first. And Mm -hmm. that's what sets them apart. And that's why they're letting Microsoft and Sony, you know, kind of dogfight it out like yeah. they're, they're at each other's throats, you know, trying to be the most powerful and blah, 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 blah. But where are the games? You know, Sony's mm-hmm. got a couple of good games. Microsoft's pretty slim pickings, but they've got their IPs. But Nintendo just dominates, man. Zelda, Mario, you know, these are these are games that define gaming as a genre in mm-hmm. some cases to a lot of people. So I, I don't know. I think it just makes sense. You know, they're just going to keep making Kirby games, Zelda games, Mario games. No oh, yeah. one will ever get tired of them. Yeah, because they just they work, you know, they just work. They're just fun. Uh, so that was one didn't really have a title. It just said Kirby. So basically expect a Kirby game to come. Uh, <laughs> the next one uh, I had heard about before. Uh, it looks yeah. really cool. Um, the the Pokin Tournament Deluxe. Um, what did you have any any thoughts on that one? Not really. Um, I didn't have much to say about this. I didn't really have much to say about the first one. I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a strange hybrid, mm-hmm. uh, but not not unwelcomed. I think it's an interesting way to kind of bring uh, Pokemon battling a little bit closer to how it's shown in like the TV show. You yeah. Know, yeah. Where if there's a lot more physical interaction with the powers thrown in or yeah, like their moves. Um, so interesting. I, I didn't catch a whole lot of what makes the deluxe version different than the original. Did you right. see like what it was like? Is there more playable Pokemon or I think there's, I think there's more Pokemon probably um, expansions, small expansions here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea of being able to control the the Pokemon that you're battling instead of because when when Pokemon first came out, like very first came out, um, I was like, oh yeah, I play this, you know, play it on on Game Boy. Um, <laughs> Heck yeah! But Game Boy you color. you played as the you played as the trainer. So at the time, I was like, okay, well, you know, you maybe someday we'll be able to play as the Pokemon in the battle and the, fight as the Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Tekken system seems like a, it kind of makes sense, you know, because the, you've got combos and stuff with Tekken fighters that, uh, the two kind of click together. So, yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and like the health bar system, like you get with like a fighting game, like that already fits pretty well into Pokemon, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Interesting. Um, but that's not the most exciting thing for me for mm-hmm. the Nintendo conference with Pokemon because all I want is a console quality Pokemon game, you know, yes. that, that plays the same style as like the handheld games where it's town to town. You're beating like the gyms or 
you know, whatever they come up with next. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's different in Sun and Moon. Um, well, with the ultimate goal of, you know, either catching them all or being the very best, the best there ever was. So uh, I want like a Skyrim, you know? I want oh, yeah. an open world deep game where you just you literally walk into the tall grass and it's not just like and like the things come across the screen and like Mm -hmm. a it's like a battle scene i want to like organically find actual pokemon in the wild like you Mm -hmm. would and and go about it that way so combine pokemon with monster hunter (laughs) i mean yeah essentially added it just added pokeballs and less less carnage maybe Right. More Pokeballs, less carnage, but I also want like an RPG system that's deep like Skyrim's. Like I want to be able to make dialogue choices as my trainer and decide mm-hmm. to either be Ash or Gary Oak, you know, like I'll either oh, yeah. be a, a total douchebag or, or be the hero. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, th- I think that uh, we probably won't get that. It'll probably just be the same style of game, top down, slightly top down, you know, but more in the style of sun and moon where it's off the grid system and it's more of a three-dimensional um, environment so yeah we'll see game we'll freaks see game freaks doing the game for switch so yep so it's legit yep. it's as first party as it gets right there game yep. freak no title obviously but yep well uh that was that was it was just funny they because they said they showed they showed pokin tournament and then they were like oh also game freaks gonna do a game next topic (laughs) next topic yeah let's not talk about it too much Uh, because we have nothing more to tell you because we have nothing else to tell you it's just happening um but then they they brought out a heavy hitter right Mm -hmm. after the pokemon uh switch thing this is something that even i would like to play because i've played some of the others um it is a metroid yeah metroid is coming back with samus finally Yes. They're going to make a legit Metroid game again. It's been so long. It's been so long. The last one they did was like that Federation Fighters game, and it had it, Samus wasn't even in it. Oh, it was man, just like was a, it? It was like a crappy four-person co-op game set in the Metroid universe oh, where you played man. as a Federation soldier and fought with three friends against like waves of enemies, I think, or something. Yeah. Not Metroid. Samus is what makes Metroid in my mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um I yeah, I think that Metroid is one that they've kind of had in their back pocket and they've just kind of been waiting for a a lull, I think, where they can just kind of slip it in and it'll it'll bump them back up to the the level where they want to be cuz Metroid is it's it's one of their, you know, longer lasting IPs. They've had it around for a while. For sure. And Oh, I'd say man. it's almost a cornerstone. It's I one of their agree. cornerstone franchises. Like it, it would sell. I think it would sell on the level of like a probably a Mario game, a Kirby game, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not a Mario mm-hmm. game, but probably a Kirby game. Yeah, a Kirby or maybe, game. I would agree with that. Maybe one of the older Zeldas that wasn't like as insanely insane, like outlandishly popular as Breath yeah. of the Wild was. You know, um, yeah. But uh, then they kept moving on. Uh, there's more first-party characters, and they always expand on this guy, Mario's mm-hmm. best buddy. Yeah, they they showed the trailer, and it was another one that didn't have a title. It was just Yoshi. Um, looked looked similar to that uh, that physical felt kind of animation um, that was yeah. 
kind of like kind of like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think like it's, when they do it's that. cool they're able to do that. It's because like after a while, anim- the animation style gets stale, you know, and there's yeah. only so far you can really push um, animated graphics on the new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think mixing it up, doing like the wool and doing uh, like the paper Mario stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just something to kind of change the art style is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this game, does it look like Yoshi's Island used to be? or um, it, it was, I mean, it was obviously side-scroller. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi had these four, like these eggs that he would collect and would follow around behind him, and then he would shoot them at stuff. And That sounds very Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very Yoshi's Island. The, the one thing that... <laughs> Um, I do want to comment on in this with this trailer was uh, Yoshi when he goes to th- to shoot and egg at something. Yeah. There's this sound effect that he does, and he goes, ah, and <laughs> yeah. And after after the second time, I was like, okay, that needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, they got they got to change that. It happens every time. <laughs> yes, yes. I, and I know that like. If if there was some kid with a switch sitting next to me, like in a doctor's office or something like that, like <laughs> I'm gonna smack yeah. that thing out of his hands. Oh man, you're just so good. All right. That's a that is <laughs> more than enough of that. Okay, so so next game was brought out uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, my I mean, really, my only experience with Fire Emblem was Path of Radiance. I loved it. By the way, I've played it probably about th- three to five times. Yeah. Um, but as far as the rest of the franchise goes, I'm not super versed in it. I know that Marth is in this one. And it, it seemed to be – they they gave a good chunk of the story and kind of set the scene pretty well in the trailer. Um, so, I mean, if, if you are aware of that universe, I think it's definitely going to provide a good next uh, phase in, in that Fire Emblem story. That's pretty cool. I'm actually playing Fire Emblem, uh, one of the games on DS right now. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one it is. But uh, really liking it. It's got a cool, cool storyline. And Marth is in it, uh, too. So mm. I'm familiar with Marth a little bit. He's like some sort of like legendary person in is the he? game I'm playing. Yeah. Um, so then after that, they kind of went into a deeper look of uh, Skyrim on Switch with Amiibo support. So I saw this, and I think it was what you could place Link's Amiibo mm-hmm. on the pad and your character in the game put on his outfit. Is that how it works? Yeah. I I don't know if it, if it was that it gave you the outfit or if you could unlock the outfit in a different way. And this gave you like bonus, like a a chest or something, but you can basically play link in Skyrim. Now it's, I mean, it's a skin, uh, on, on like a Nord, but you can play the breath of the wild link in Skyrim. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I think it'd be cool if somebody uh, released a mod for it that converted all the graphics over to like that Breath of the Wild, like cell shaded oh, yeah. style. That would be kind of cool texture pack for it. 
but right after that, Breath of the Wild actually got a couple of DLC uh, mentions. They had Master Trials, uh, which comes out June 30th of this year, and then Champions Ballad expansion, uh, which was expansion two. Uh, it comes out holiday of this year. Nice. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. New armor. Looks like you got some, maybe some more monsters. Uh, I noticed that they had Majora's Mask as an option for the armor, but I'm assuming it didn't really give you anything super powerful because as far as canon goes, the Majora's Mask is supposed to be like the super strong, powerful, brainwashing, just unknown power <laughs> right, element. Like a relic. So, yeah. yeah. So... So that's interesting. I did see it looked like they had like a tingle outfit yeah. or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had forgotten about tingle and they had mm-hmm. to bring it back into my mind. It's like the T9 thing, you know, where it's like <laughs> I get like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. And it's like everything comes fly, flooding back. <laughs> so, OK, yeah, then we keep moving into <laughs> Splatoon 2. Which Ooh. could be the same game as Splatoon 1, as I far as I'm concerned. I assume it is, yeah. Like, it, it all looks exactly the same to me. It's um, all covered in paint. It's all covered in paint, that's right. And there's squids or something, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. And then, and then we keep moving. Uh, I guess we can just kind of rapidly fire off some of these, because we had, like, the gimmicky Switch title, um, ARMS. Mm-hmm. Which, which basically like, looked like Wii Boxing. Yeah, it's pretty much Wii Boxing. Yeah, with the new, like, haptic fanciness that's in the mm-hmm. Switch uh, Joy-Cons. <laughs> Same mechanics as Wii Boxing, just had some more gimmicks. That's how you put it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's good. <laughs> the, the next one, I, why don't you talk about this a little bit, because I didn't see this, actually. Uh, so they, they talked about it a little bit at the Nintendo uh, portion. They brought it up more in the in the Ubisoft they had Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. They described it as a tactical adventure, which on the surface I thought was really weird. Like That's so out of place for both yeah. those characters. <laughs> but in the Ubisoft uh, conference, they talked about the creative director of the game and how they went to him and said, hey, we want you to combine these two franchises and make a game that's never been done before, like that you just just make something new. Yeah. And I mean, I can you got me. That. Yeah, I, I would not have thought to put that game style in there. <laughs> no, um, no. I mean, they, they had to have been first day been like, what? Like, are, are, you, are you insane? Are you sure? Like, All right, guys, it's going to be a tactical turn-based game. That we are talking about the Mario and Rabbids game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. This, this isn't this isn't XCOM or anything like that. Like, no, this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, um, we can talk about that a little more here in a bit. Yeah, I'll touch on it again later. Next up, Rocket League. With they had some Mario customization that's coming to Switch. Uh, that was another cool instance where they said, "Hey, cross network play is coming. You're going to play against other opponents and other platforms." Uh, that's fact, a big deal. Yeah. If they've got Switch on crossplay with that's Rocket awesome. League. So that's the kind of stuff that they really need to be to be doing, you know. It's like that's fine that they don't want to be in the arena with Microsoft and Sony, but they mm-hmm. still need to play nice, you know, and connect the gaming community together a little yeah. more. So there's the no few... reason why we can't all enjoy the same games because we're playing on different systems. Yes. Know? Yes, for the future of gaming, I think that this is the fact that we have more than uh, just a, a gimmick in one game 
that it's a, a core part of multiple games that we can cross platform here. That's going to be I think it's going to be interesting for upcoming years for what where things are going to go. I totally agree. And I think Sony's going to be the odd man out the whole time. Yep. They're, yep. they're never going to give in to it. Just dying on that hill. Keep yep. <laughs> dying on the hill. Yep. You're right. I mean. Because uh, they, they said no. They said no to. Straight up. But you know what? They also said no to EA Access. And so look here. Two years later, the fans bothered them enough uh, that they're going to get it. So well, we'll talk about that. That's coming up here in the EA portion. So there's just so much to cover. So much to cover, but uh, Rocket League anyway. Sorry. Yep. Um, I mean, that was that was pretty much it. Just coming to Switch cross platform. Um, uh, getting some Mario. Yeah, some Mario all. customization on your cars. I think. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to our last game. That obviously their big heavy hitter was Super Mario Odyssey. Has release date of October twenty seventh of this year. That was that was kind of a cool thing. That was something that I really appreciated about Nintendo was pretty much. All of their stuff was like, yeah, look for it, 2017, this year, it's coming. This year, yeah. Even yeah. though there's no details, this year. I respect that. Yeah. Like, I, it's totally I, the opposite <laughs> of everyone else. Here's yeah. a ton of details. Here it comes, next year. <laughs> I think <laughs> I like, think that okay. was that was their, their little, like, ace up the sleeve. You know how we were saying that Microsoft and Sony go back and forth and are kind of like, well, we have games that you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were like, well, we have games now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was a good card play. to play. That was yeah. the card to play this year. You're right. Everybody else is like, uh, maybe 2018, but it's coming-ish. I can't even... I wonder if I could count on both my hands, like, the amount of games that are coming this year. That we heard probably heard of it. Yeah, like I don't I don't even know. Um, Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. They're taking Mario in a whole different direction Mm -hmm. uh, compared to his previous outings, like in Mario Galaxy and Mm -hmm. Mario Sunshine, those kind of games. Um, So his hat is magic, right? Like Mm -hmm. I see that you put that down. His hat is magic. I didn't see the trailer yet. I have not seen it yet. Um, So what actually happens in this trailer? So uh, in the logo, even you can see you see his hat and it's got a pair of eyes. Uh, trailer starts off and it's this white top hat and then it it touches Mario and then it like and turns into his hat and so that he wears it. Uh, which, I mean, if you think back to like uh, Super Mario Three, uh, that's that's the whole thing is the different hats and the suits and stuff, you know. Going right, all yeah. the way back, it, it makes you be able to do different stuff, which is really really cool. Just kind of capitalizing on that in just a new, interesting way. He he's able to take his hat and like you can throw it at enemies and take them out that way. You can uh, take over enemies, and so you throw the hat onto them, and then Mario kind of like jumps and shrinks and t- turns into them, so you can control them. So. Huh. At one at one point, uh, he has uh, a Goomba that he's he jumps into, and then there's a Bullet Bill, and he's got a little boost, so he like and like flies off to different parts, and uh, so that that adds an interesting new puzzling aspect where you can't maybe can't get to certain areas, so you have to find the right enemy, keep them alive, take them over, jump up to that place, and then continue on. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, that could open up a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. and a lot of really unique uh, gameplay scenarios. Absolutely, that probably haven't been haven't been done before. There's some new realistic elements that were interesting. I'm guessing it's just a, a, a one level, pretty much. But you're in the there's one that we we saw before in previous uh, kind of teaser trailers that he's in a city and there are like realistic looking humans walking around, right. not the cartoony Mario human. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Yeah, but uh, from what I can tell, I think that that when they walk around, they might just be almost. Uh, they're not enemies. They're just kind of walking around beings that you can take over and like step over a fence or something like that. Wow. That's strange. Like, I don't yeah. really know what else it's, to say. It's about weird it. to cross that over. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's, I, it's not like unwelcomed. Like I'm interested, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what's the deal? Uh, so, they, he also cool. took over a car, a tank and a T-Rex throughout. <laughs> wow. The, so, so each of these, not only do they have like unique moving styles, do they have abilities? Like, I think so. Yeah. Use the tank and like shoot it. Like shoot or? different stuff. And the T-Rex, yeah. I'm sure you're able to do something There's you know, T-Rexes are big or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. Have a bunch of teeth or something. So, uh, one other thing with Super Mario Odyssey, we see at one point Bowser in a white tux and then Peach in a wedding dress with like piranha plant bouquet. So there's some weird like wedding element thing yeah. happening there. I don't know. Which maybe ties into the white top hat from the very beginning of the yeah, trailer. Yeah, maybe and maybe that's the magical item that Bowser is stolen this time and that's how he's, you know, he Ooh, gotta fight I, back against it. What if I just figured it out, man? Shoo. What if the whole the whole game is a ruse and Bowser has been controlling you through the hat the entire time. <laughs> I don't. I can't even come up with a sound effect to show how you just you just wrinkled my brain right there. <laughs> Bowser is controlling Mario the whole game. At the very end, you show up to Bowser and Peach's wedding, and the hat hops off and turns right back into the top hat. <laughs> so long, and that's it. That's the end of the game. Mario Mar- loses. Mario's this girl. just sitting there like. What the crap just happened? <laughs> he loses his mind and his woman. <laughs> oh man! So oh, there was there's one more little game they announced, and that was the other Metroid game announcing Samus's return. So that one um, was actually wasn't part of the conference. Oh, okay. Um, it was. So I don't know if it's already been released, but it was part of the Nintendo Post Show that they talked about it as well. Um, so I actually, I actually don't have a ton of information about that one. I just had put yeah. it in there and was meaning to come back to it. But well, I mean, the the little bit of info we have is probably enough for a lot of Nintendo fans. The fact that mm-hmm. Samus is coming back and it's going to be a DS title. Yes. So yes, you know that's at this point. What more do you really need to know? You know, it's yeah, probably going to be go a, for it. a legit old school Metroid game uh, with Samus in the spotlight. So. She needs she needs to come back. Like this is the age of the heroine, you know? And I think uh she's yes, Nintendo's all of like the ace in the hole. Oh man, we love we all love the heroines. We all love heroin. <laughs> we all love the heroines. That was that was pretty much uh, Nintendo's whole like playhouse thing. I mean they 
they did what they typically do. They came in, they dropped a little bit of info, but this isn't their realm, you know. The, the mm-hmm. West is not their realm. When we get mm-hmm. to Tokyo Game Show or maybe even Gamescom, uh, we'll see a little bit more from them as oh, yeah. far as the upcoming Switch titles go. So this was not uh, uncharacteristic of them. We're going to move on to uh, EA now, the EA Play event, which actually happened. It was the first panel of E3. Um and a lot happened in this mm-hmm. panel. E, I think EA had one of the most least surprising uh, conferences. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. But they also have my award for best new IP uh, with Anthem, which we've already talked about a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of... I'm just going to run down the list really quick of like the basic things you already know are going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, NBA Live 18. Check. Uh, Madden NFL 18. Check, um, check. Something that's in- interesting about the new Madden is they're bringing in a full-on story mode like they did yeah. with FIFA last year. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so, yeah, interesting interesting idea. I think it kind of paid off for them um, with FIFA. I think people really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So FIFA 18 coming this year, also mm-hmm. coming to Switch. They have confirmed. So... Uh, it is actually going to be um, bringing with it the story mode again, and it's going to be a direct continuation of FIFA 17's uh, storyline, same character. So That's cool. That is, uh, yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, then we go into, they talked about Battlefield 1. They are bringing the Russian faction into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, night maps, and for the first time ever, a female soldier in multiplayer. So mm-hmm. um, that's all the new things there. Um, and then we get into a little bit of new stuff. Um, Need for Speed Payback. Uh, I, I did play a little bit of the last Need for Speed game. It was like kind of a cops and robbers almost type game. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting. I think this one looks like it's taking a lot of cues from the Fast and the Furious. Oh, like yeah. I, I feel like they there's a definite connection there. Yeah. They, they see a market that's almost untapped, you know. Forza Horizons is probably the closest thing, um, I would I would say, in terms of a racing game that's not necessarily always about racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like a straight up like action game that mm-hmm. just you happen to be driving a car. <laughs> you <laughs> you're, you're in a car. Yeah. Um, so that uh, the trailer was kind of cool. It actually the graphics are getting pretty close to Forza's were just a couple years ago. I would say. Um, so they're catching up in terms of graphic fidelity on the cars and whatnot. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, then uh, Anthem, for sure. We've already talked about that. Uh, really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Once again, if you haven't seen the trailer, look up the trailer for Anthem. If you do nothing else uh, from E3, that's got to be one thing. And then, sorry, I know I'm just like hammering through this, but there's one no, thing we're going to talk about at the end here and we're going to talk about for a while. Um, <laughs> but before we get to that, I do want to talk about a way out mm-hmm. um, because I, I have opinions on this. And I think you do as well. I do. Um, it is a co-op centric game um, built by an indie developer, uh, but backed by EA. Uh, EA has this new program they're doing uh, that's very similar to like the ID at Xbox program uh, where they, they kind of come in and they provide like a mentorship to uh, smaller studios almost and help them get the game out the door essentially mm. um, this is this is one of those and it's it's kind of interesting it's a prison break game 
Yeah. And yeah, it has a lot of a lot of cool stuff I saw from the trailer. But uh, what did you think about it? I want to know what your thoughts are on this thing. So here's my problem with it. It's forced co-op. You cannot play this single player. Which is weird. Yeah. Which I, is very weird. I Because of that, I don't see it ending well. <laughs> so I know they were, they, they're bringing in the big focus on like couch co-op. Mm-hmm. Like they want to bring back, they're, they're almost trying to single-handedly bring back couch co-op. Which I applaud them for. Like, I, yeah. I think that we, we still need couch co-op games. I love having oh, that option. Sure. Like, people are over hanging out, and we're like, hey, what's, what's something that we can do? And I'm like, oh, well, I got all these single-player games you can watch me play. <laughs> right, right. Or I could watch you play, and we can yeah. all just be miserable together. Yeah. Um, that's, you know what? I keep a GameCube in the house with four controllers and Mario Party and yes. Mario Kart, you know? Because... That's like the only that's the only thing. It's those just the, it's something yeah, that's party easy, games. it's fun, anybody can play it. And that that's definitely not the kind of game that this game is. It's no. going to be no, 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 no. It's a co-op game, but it looks like it's going to be very like because of that fact, very intensely co-op as far as yes. like what you'll have to do to traverse certain sections of the game. Mhm. Um I know I saw at one point they're doing like the classic back-to-back climbing type thing where they mm-hmm. both have their legs to the wall and they're trying to time it so they can move up without slipping and falling. Just that kind of stuff, you know, actually having to communicate with the person next to you and working in tandem mm-hmm. to complete it. Uh but is there really no matchmaking for this? I I don't know. I think you can play online but only with I think it's just with your friends. That's so, so strange. There's no like matchmaking system whatsoever. Not not that I saw. Not that I could tell. I mean, it kind of uh, makes sense. It almost makes sense because if you bring in matchmaking, you know, you're gonna have the classic problems. Guy's gonna you know, run ahead and do his own thing. Guy's not gonna have a headset. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy's gonna leave the game early and force mm-hmm. you out and lose your progress. Yeah, um, and you're both done then. Then you're both done, right? Or guy finishes one level with you and has to hop off. Now you're going to have another guy for the next section. It's like they I feel like they want you to experience that story with someone and mm-hmm. like all the way through, you know, start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the kind of the feel I got for it. On the plus side, the game is split screen no matter what, which I thought was interesting. So even if you're playing online with someone else, they're really capitalizing on and encouraging on that screen peeking, you know, old school yeah. like screen watching. They want you to know what the other person's doing so you can like conquer the puzzle or whatever. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing is you have to be aware of your settings and like where the guard is walking and stuff in front of you and when you should when you should make a uh, distraction or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to be aware of if like these guys are about to jump your buddy. You got to be ready to go over and, and save them. Right. That's kind of interesting. I don't know. It looked like there was also sections where maybe the screens merged and you work together on one screen. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. The smaller areas or whatever. Um, which is cool. Like that's a great, great idea, you know, um, really use the whole screen real estate. If you can force both the characters into the same like mm-hmm. frame, might as well, you know. Yeah. 
that was the other thing is it looked like along with it merging, it also changed size. So at any given yeah. time, your you could have the bigger screen, you could have equal screens, you could have just one large enough just for your character while the other person has like a wide view of the entire, you know, right. yard. Which is probably just like for emphasis on storytelling, I'd imagine, yeah. you know, if one character's in a situation that's much more relevant. Yeah, uh, it's got a bit more going on. <laughs> yeah, then they're going to blow that screen up a little larger so you know to look there. Um, I don't know. Interesting idea. And at this point, we're just going to have to see how it goes. Like, I I can't predict one way or another whether it's going to really fail or succeed. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be up to the player base mm-hmm. to decide. <laughs> now that we've talked about that. So the big thing, the big heavy hitter for EA this year, Star Wars Battlefront 2, man. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Everything I saw in this trailer made me go, oh, man. That's great. Oh, man. I just I just want it now. I want it now. <laughs> it proved, it's looking to be the game that the first one should have been, mm-hmm. but it's also looking like a worthy successor to the old Battlefront games. This Battlefront 2, in my mind, is equivalent to how the first Battlefront 2 was. Yeah, the original, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I got that feeling, you know. um, Things that were different that we saw. Well, let me just kind of set the scene. If anybody out there hasn't seen it for some reason, um, they played uh, Assault on Theed, which Mm -hmm. is from Episode 1, the capital of the planet Naboo, where Queen Amidala and also Emperor Palpatine uh, Mm -hmm. are from. Sheev Palpatine. This is, it takes place during, uh, like, the initial assault, which actually, this assault, I guess, technically isn't canon, because they didn't have the clones yet. This actually would have been, like, the Naboo Imperial Guard and the Gungans (laughs) versus Mm -hmm. the droid army. (laughs) The Gungans. The Gungans, dude. I wonder if they're going to make an appearance at some point in (laughs) one of the other maps. So they're playing Assault on Theed. I mean, not only was, like, the clones being there kind of non-canon, they also had Darth Maul uh, fighting Rey on screen yeah. yeah that was cool um ray has a very unique lightsaber fighting style that i really am hoping they got from like episode eight um mm-hmm. and like what they were allowed to know she has the coolest move i've ever seen with a lightsaber where she literally just points it straight down and forward and dashes and just skewers people like That's straight awesome. through like it's like the most brutal like light side move I've ever seen probably. It's, yeah, it seems like it definitely seems like something that if <laughs> you didn't you weren't trained that you're just like just I'm just gonna just gonna just stab running in, <laughs> just run them through. Yeah, so uh, that was that was cool to see. Um, everything looks amazing. Yes. Amazing. I I would even venture to say Naboo looks better in this game than it did in episode one. In the movie itself. In the movie itself. (laughs) They got DLC announced. They've got maps uh, and characters. And it's free. That's awesome. Everything's free this time. Which is a model they introduced with Titanfall 2, actually. Mm -hmm. All the DLC was free, but they had uh, microtransactions for cosmetic upgrades and whatnot. Right, right. So this will be the same deal. Uh, looks like they will have microtransactions for cosmetics, 
which I am totally in favor of. That's fine. You know, if people want to spend their money on looking different in the game, go that's, for it. That's on them. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah. If it's not giving them an advantage, then by all means, yeah. spend ten grand. I don't give. I don't give. <laughs> um, I just I have a few points I want to touch on. Uh, the progression system has been expanded like exponentially. Every single weapon and piece of gear in the game has been retuned, and lots and lots of new stuff being added. Uh, They are adding this thing called battle points to the game, Mm -hmm. which is an idea that I actually had um, back during Battlefield 3. Oh, really? Yeah, because you get in these situations. Every Battlefield always has the same problem. Nobody wants to play the objective, and it is a objective-based game. You Mm. cannot win the match without playing the objective. So... Since the objectives are rooted like heavily in story with Star Wars and with these maps um, and the modes, they've really gone through and changed it all. So you acquire these battle points by playing the objective and also by supporting your teammates, by using your, you know, your skills and what you've unlocked for your character to support uh, your buddies. So the more battle points you accumulate, you can then spend those points in that match on spawning in a vehicle. Spawning in as a hero, um, spawning in, you know, as a imperial guard or like a like a higher tier class of soldier, sure, sure. you know, um, which is cool. I think that was a great a great move. So it's it's based on your performance and um, actually yeah, these points you're accumulating instead of just like a random pickup you find on the ground, mm-hmm. like the first battlefront they did was. So that's that's really really cool. So I'm, I'm going to keep uh, keep rambling on. Do you have anything to interject here? <laughs> nah, man, you got this. You got I, this. Am I, am I just on a roll? Okay. You got it, yeah. So, okay, I've got so much more to talk about. So this game is covering all three, all 40 years of Star Wars, uh, all three yes. trilogies, prequel, sequel, and OG, original trilogy. So uh, you've got the clones, stormtroopers, and first order stormtroopers. So you've got the rebels. You've got everybody. Um, and I was wondering how they were going to make that work, because if you remember the prequels, the clones look very different in Episode 2 than they do in Episode 3. They have, like, their upgraded armor and stuff mm-hmm. in Episode 3. Yeah, um, the, like the fins and stuff. Right, right. Like, and they change the mask so they're a little whiter, and they start mm-hmm. to look like that that mid-generation hybrid between a stormtrooper and a clone. Mm-hmm. So what is that? That is actually going to be determined by the map you're playing on. So if you play on Kamino, um, you're going to be like the generation one clones. If you play on Felucia or something, you're going to be a generation like two or three clone mm-hmm. with the upgraded armor. Um, so all dependent upon which conflict you're playing, which I think is cool that they went through the trouble to actually add all of the, the different differences, character models. Yeah. Uh, also, class system. They're introducing a class system in this one. Good. Uh, just like Battlefield, pretty much. Uh, you got like your, you know, assault guy, your heavy guy, you know, sniper, uh, that type deal. And then the clones. We've got we've got the jetpack clone back. That's got like yes. his EMP launcher, just like OG uh, Battlefront. <laughs> um, Watch those wrist rockets. I can't wait like to, <laughs> to hear somebody say watch got that those fl- wrist got rockets. Got that flamethrower. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Boba Fett, mm-hmm. he has his flamethrower uh, still. They didn't show it in the trailer, and everybody's like, oh, they took it away. But they have confirmed it's like his melee, so mm. uh, it will be back. 
Um, I could go on and on and on. I'm just going to try and rapid fire this off here. It's going to have a campaign this time. The campaign is going to take place over the course of 30 years and from the imperial perspective of things. Finally. Yes. Finally. We're going to get to play the bad guy. Um, starting at the Battle of Endor when they destroy the second Death Star and working through the, the like 20-year gap between that mm. and The Force Awakens, uh, or 30-year gap, whatever it actually is. Yeah. Um, so really cool, really cool. We're going to get uh, space combat. Pretty much anything that you asked for, for in Battlefront 1 has been added in Battlefront 2 and then That's souped good. up with like a Hemi. And uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool, but I think we could probably do a whole episode on that. And I think uh, I'm just gonna let it ride for now. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about, but I'm I'm just gonna keep going on and on and on and on. So mm. let's move on. That was it. That's all we got from EA's conference. Next up, Ubisoft. Ubi. Me I'm and gonna... Ubi got beef this year. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me shoot through yeah. uh, a few of these. Um, do it. Showed South Park, Fractured But Whole, Just Dance 2018, hooray. Hooray, I guess. <laughs> uh, South Park's coming to mobile with South Park Phone Destroyer. Um, <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, cool. So it's like super frustrating game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So Elijah Wood had this weird trailer. <laughs> Elijah Wood? Yeah, that was Elijah Wood. Um <laughs> Mr. Frodo himself. Yeah, Mr. Baggins. <laughs> uh, it's it it's a VR. It's it's called a psychological thriller, but it, I'm I'm sure there are definitely horror elements to it. Uh, it's a game called Transference. It's supposed to be like you're you're putting on the headset and you're experiencing other people's extracted traumas. So Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that could be that could be cool. The trailer itself was a little weird. I think for me, mostly because Elijah Wood was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe uh, a little bit jarring. Yeah, <laughs> Elijah um, Wood, he exists still. They showed Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I heard with that is that the missions are going to be a bit more open and loose as far as when you can do them. Um, so it's not you know not a straight linear, which I don't I don't think. They usually are. You can. There's at least a little bit of openness to them, right? I think at least the last couple, maybe since Unity, they've mm-hmm. given you just a big map and said, "Do whatever you want in the order." Go play. Yeah, pretty much yeah. the order you want. But I don't know. Um, feel free to feel free to stop me if you got something you want to add to any of these. But uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, we talked about that a little bit ago. Uh, I think that looks like it could. At first, I at first I thought no, this isn't gonna work. But after <laughs> seeing some of the gameplay and um, they they took what that that tactical strategy uh, layout that like we mentioned is usually for XCOM and kind of a more action based game. Yeah. They made it their their fun Nintendo, you know, lighthearted twist on it. like yeah. yeah. So what is the actual objective then? If you saw gameplay, what's what is like? Is there an enemy faction? Is it, there like the attacking? Th- the thing that um, they they kind of kept saying was you're just you're fighting your way across the kingdom. So okay, so it's a combat based game then. Yeah, with yeah, Mario you, and the Rabbids. You switch between exploration mode and battle mode. Okay. 
um, which I think is this again the same way with XCOM, where you you can walk around freely and then you get to a certain era, area and you see that it's like a different color that it's blue, so you know that's a combat area. So you can either like avoid it or you know jump right huh. into it. So that's interesting. It's almost like Final Fantasy Tactics meets regular Final Fantasy, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something, <laughs> but with Mario and the Rabbits still. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's just so weird. I can't wrap my head around it for some reason. So there was there was uh, that one. I don't remember. I don't know if I've already mentioned it, but there's the crew too. Um, looks yep. expanded, like it's you know, they've they've included a ton of different types of ways that you can a di- bunch of different vehicles that you can use to to race, which looks really cool. That's cool. But it's that same general type of like burnout, uh, yeah. need for speed type of game. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Steep Road to the Olympics. Uh, it's an, They've got an expansion. I didn't even know there was already a game. Yeah, so. you didn't know it was out. I played the beta. <laughs> it's literally just like a base jumping game, and you can like either snowboard or parachute or wingsuit like down the mountain. And it was a pretty game. But it yeah. was also like pretty boring. Like sure. <laughs> once you jump There's down, only the so much a couple you can times, do. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, I guess. Hey, I got slightly higher this time. Yay! Yeah, exactly. Uh, so not that, for me. Not for me. They showed they showed a blip of that. That was cool. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Um, that one was interesting. I think we both kind of had thoughts on that one. Um, yeah, th- this is weird. So they're they're getting into the toy space. Mm-hmm. which is not a great space to be in unless you're an amiibo. Yeah. And even still, like the amiibo sales have fallen off like crazy in the last couple of years. I mean, Skylanders, I think, is still out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Disney Infinity is gone. Yeah. Uh, Lego Dimensions, gone. Like all mm-hmm. these other properties that have tried this. Um, but they have kind of put in their own, <clears throat> they have kind of put their own unique twist on it. And uh, this is what's interesting to me because I'm like I'm like a starfighter guy, you know, like the the fighters mm-hmm. in space. That's like that's my stuff. I'm the fracking keg. So <laughs> I uh, when I see this, it's like um, they have a bunch of different spaceship models, and each one of these models has like a different armament apparently um, mm-hmm. attached to like hard points, which is like your you know points on your hull that are built specifically for weaponry um, in those types of games. And you can actually swap them off of the little, like, toys and swap the weapons around. And then you plug it into your controller, and that's the ship that you use in the game. Yeah. Very similar to, like, an Amiibo or something. It's a cool concept. Cool concept. But... It is. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get to how we actually feel about it. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, yeah, I'm all about the concept of it. I think it's it's weird. Like you said... (sighs) It's a weird time for them to jump in, especially after seeing how other the other companies really this this isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dying it's out. It's really not. Yeah, it's it's going out quick. Um, the the annoying thing for me is it's uh, okay now. I have to go out and buy more things. They did say they did say that you can get some of them digitally, so that's okay. that's at least a plus. Yeah, but. Um, to be able to have that full experience, it's really focused on building the ship and connecting it to your controller so that you can be able to fly it. Right. Um, so that's you know it's another thing you have to go out and buy. 
So yeah, you're talking sixty dollar game, probably fifteen to twenty dollars per ship. There's six different ships. Yeah. Um, if you want like different weapons, you got to buy a different ship. I mean, it's the same general scheme <laughs> yeah. to get you to yeah. buy buy toys. But you know, it's probably not aimed at us. It looked like it was more of like a cartoony arcadey style. Um, yeah, I would I would game. say it's arcadey. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so not necessarily aimed at aimed at us as their core market. Um, that's but fine. Interesting idea. Let's see if it works. That's all. That's all I can say. Let's see if it works. Uh, next game, uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah, this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been Beyond Good and Evil came out what like 10, 15 years ago. Like yeah, it was a while. Yeah. It has been a long time, and people have just been. It's almost like a Half Life Three situation. <laughs> you know, every year they're like, "This is the year." Here it is. It's, Here it's it coming, comes. Guys. Here it comes, and then it never Psych. comes. Yeah, that, never, that never. Charlie shows. Brown, Lucy football thing. You know, exactly. You swipe it right out from underneath you. So this is this was a year where I don't think people were even thinking about it anymore. I hadn't really seen anything online, you know, talking about it or anything. And then boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Beyond Good and Evil Two. It so, looks good. Uh, yeah, it, it does look good. I thought, I found the cinematic trailer a bit like frustrating. Not frustrating. It was just annoying because they were just dropping the f bomb like every mm, every two mm-hmm. seconds just for the sake of it. The, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not opposed <laughs> to like dropping dropping some f bombs, but like it can't be half the script of the trailer. Yeah. You know? I I don't know. But uh, looks interesting. You know, it's the same old school Beyond Good and Evil like animals with human personalities and. Mm-hmm. Um, just an interesting, interesting world that they live in. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I really just saw the cinematic trailer. I don't know what, uh, what to yeah, expect from this that's game. That's all that I really caught too. So if we'll keep an eye on it. Well, hopefully we'll have more to report. Um, but as of right now, I really don't have much else to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, last one for the Ubisoft conference, as long as I didn't miss any here. Uh, was yeah. Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5. And we, we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're out there in rural Montana, <laughs> fighting alongside our buddies. Got to take back our home Hitch from up the coldest the leaders. Got to drive into town. Got to drive into town. Ta- yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of feel it has, like that down <laughs> home kind of, I don't know. The, the setting, as I watched the gameplay, the setting kind of reminded me of... How in like Left for Dead, there are things kind of strewn about, and you can walk through different areas. Like at one point, uh, main character climbs down, and then he kind of sneaks through uh, an open bus that's just kind of parked there, and then he comes out the other side. Um, so it it it, it kind of had that the the same feeling as a couple of the levels where. It was like in the middle of town and everything's kind of, it looks like there's been something that's happened already. Exactly. Something has happened there and you're showing up later and discovering it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I totally feel what you're saying there. Um, Gameplay trailer was cool. Um, I think I give them props because I think they showed off like a real, real gameplay trailer. There was a, like no bullshit. It was like, not upscaled or rendered on a high-end PC beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think it looked like straight gameplay. Yeah. Um, so respect, respect for that. 
I think it looks really cool. It looks like Far Cry. Um, it has all the f- mechanics I'm familiar with, but they're really going hard on this guns for hire thing. Yeah, which, that's uh, their whole thing. Everything is for hire. <laughs> everything's for hire. Yep, that's right. And that was something that was in Far Cry 4. Um, but I'll tell you what, I went through that whole game, didn't use it once, never really? used it. Um, it would just send you, it would send you like, just like a rebel fighter in a truck on his mm. own. If you didn't upgrade it like me. And, uh, he would just show up like a minute and a half after you called him. Cause he has to drive there <laughs> and then immediately get killed. <laughs> so it's like, yes. You know, I don't know. Totally worth it. Didn't find it useful, but it looks like they've revamped it completely. Mm. Um, And now it's not just like throw a token down, get a random NPC. Now it's like, hey, I need a sniper for this mission. I got to call this chick and use my token character. Yeah, exactly. And they showed off. You can give them commands, which is Mm -hmm. cool. Kind of be. I mean, you're the sheriff, so they got to listen to you. (laughs) You kind of you're kind of the team leader. Um Interesting, interesting stuff there. New for Far Cry. Um, it's not typically about you leading anybody. It's just about <laughs> you surviving, typically. Mm. So a little bit of a different change of pace there. Um, yeah, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about it after seeing it played? Uh, I'm, I'm ready to play it. <laughs> Me I, too. I want to get in. This, this is, an, again, another one of those games that could get me into the franchise. Um, it, it looks good. It looks like they've, they worked really well. Um, it looks like they worked really hard on the gameplay and just nailed it. Yeah. Yep. It was pretty cool. I like, I really like the cultist vibe. Like it's been getting a lot of flack and, you know, being deemed controversial and everything because people just want to find something controversial with everything. You can't make anything worth making without it being controversial to someone. We got to mm-hmm. point that out, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's really that bad. Like, this is something that's some, like quasi realistic, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. this could happen potentially. Mm-hmm. But it. But at the end of the day, it's a game. You know, this is a a story about something that will never truly happen. Yeah. <laughs> the the when when the whole thing about the controversy people trying to find controversy came up the creators basically explained that the only parallel that they were trying to draw mm-hmm. is the fear the culture of fear that exists in America and how that can be like totally just taken advantage of and fed yeah. into and somebody if somebody's in the right place they could take it and just Exploit Do, Yeah, exploit people like crazy. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. I think it's going to make for a lot of interesting story and a lot of interesting uh, discovery. Like, I think what they've shown so far is just the tip of the iceberg for mm-hmm. how crazy these people are and how violent. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be pretty brutal. Like, <laughs> they were putting people down with baseball bats while reading scripture out of the back of a truck, you know, yeah. like at the beginning of this demo. Um, I don't know. It's, it's they also they also showed, I think, the main character chasing somebody down in a combine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brutality. But that's right. what Far Cry is all about. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's how it goes. 
That's right. Um, well, you're about you're about to end this segment, but I'm not going to let you. Okay, keep you it going. This keep it going. Because this is Ubisoft made me so mad this year. Oh, right, right. You had words. I have words for Ubisoft. Ubisoft, let's talk. Let's talk. I know. I know. You just put out the division a couple years ago. You just put out Ghost Recon. Where is the love for my man Sam Fisher? Where is the love? Where is the love? I don't know, dude. Splinter Cell, it's missing. Like, it's it's the only Tom Clancy franchise I give a shit about at this point. Mm. And it's oh, it's been gone for too long. We got Blacklist, I think it was like four years ago now. Maybe, mm. maybe even longer. And uh I miss it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite game franchises of all time. And uh, they actually were asked about it after the conference, and they said uh, all of the Tom Clancy games are taken care of. This is Splinter Cell included. So it, it's being worked on. We've known that it's being worked on, but you couldn't give me anything. You couldn't Nothing. give me like a five second teaser that just three just the green words. dots pop up like out of a black screen, like the. Yeah. Like the noise it makes when it comes on and then just like <laughs> yeah, splitter cell or something. That's all I yeah. want. Like just just give me that little bit of little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. Something visual that it's really it's really happening. Um I don't know. Okay, rant over. I I had a lot more terse words for them yesterday, <laughs> but I kind of toned it down for this. To to pin on my own little bit there. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's actually not even connected to the conference currently, but watching Ubisoft's, I knew it wasn't going to happen because it because the second one just came out. But I'm already ready for Watch Dogs Three. Like, I know you are, but you you are a Watch Dogs oh, fan, man. Like I can't I, blame it. It's a great game. Great I franchise. I loved the first one, and I think it, it there it, there were a lot of things that were not done well, but I, I love the concept. I love that, uh, hacker GTA feeling, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then the second one came along and they just nailed it. Like fixed. everything. uh, Yes. They (laughs) fixed it. Like it was, it was one of those things of, you know, ah, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll give you another try, but you know, the first one we gotta, and they just, Boom! Just nailed it. It was, you know, you got a you got a main character that you actually feel connected to, and you you understand their motivation, and it's not just some, mm. you know, <laughs> emotionless psychopath. Like cardboard cutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, that's what I was getting ready to ask you, actually, because there's a lot of controversy around uh, Marcus as a character. Okay. Um, mainly because he's just so damn hipstery, like. Oh, the the hipster yeah, culture. That which, bit. I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing in San Francisco, you know? Yeah. And obviously this is going to be like an amplified version of it because it's like almost a parody almost yeah, of, it is. of the area. Uh, definitely at times. And I think uh, a lot of people really didn't like it. And there was a lot of other people that said, man, I wish Aiden had come back and just been the, uh, the guy in the second one. No. You don't agree? No. I, I don't either. So Aiden either. made an appearance. Aiden made an appearance. Um, oh, really? You, I didn't yes. Know that. So it was one of the missions. Um, <laughs> and it was funny because of uh, Marcus, his reaction whenever he saw that uh, Aiden had been taken, he was like, I, I get to go help the fox, you guys. And he's like, <laughs> the guy. 
He's like the vigilante himself. And like <laughs> you you hack into this camera and make the guard's phone go off while he's walking by and Aiden jumps up and snaps his neck or whatever. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so and I just I feel like that little bit was their way of trying to be like, ah, huh? see, ah, see, yeah, this, this is character, this, this is, is a good better. character. He, he's, <laughs> yeah. he still had Barrett. And you're like, no, just. Just, just let him die. Just let, just let him, him go. Just let him go. Uh, let's forget him. The the thing that I because I, I I really I know I'm going on a little tangent here. The Long thing good. that I uh, am looking forward to is the ending of the second one had a little uh, blip. It was like a phone call that they showed um, or that they that they played and they were like. Uh, yeah, do we have confirmation on this or whatever? I was like, yep, all right, go ahead, make the call, send it in. And then the numbers that were on the screen, um, I, I looked at, I looked it up in the on forums and stuff, and people were saying that they were uh, coordinates. It was longitude and latitude for uh, England. And I think Ooh. that would be an awesome setting. That would be amazing. Because they're the uh, the the closed uh, circuit TV or whatever, like the 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 cameras yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Like, it's Britain is yes, one hundred percent under surveillance, one hundred percent of the time. CTOS and, is real in yes. Britain, <laughs> <laughs> and I like I would I would be totally fine cutting ties with Marcus and making this the theme that you just find somebody new in the next area. Yeah. Um, different area of dead sick or different sect of dead sick. They, they did bring back, uh, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta cut it. I gotta, you gotta stop right there. <laughs> I gotta stop right there. <laughs> uh, we, we can talk about watchdogs in a different one. We've got a yeah. lot to say about it. So, uh, next up Bethesda's conference, um, last yeah. of the third party conferences. Oh, and uh, maybe the biggest letdown of all the conferences. Oh, man. Like, they made such a big hype about... They had they had Bethesda Land and that, that you know, that graphic. And right, yeah. It showed all their IP and, you know, Doom and Wolfenstein and all that. Oh, and then it had two coming soon sections. And, like... It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just nothing in the end, essentially. Yeah, it basically, because it fell into other categories. Right. So I'm just gonna rattle I'm gonna rattle off some here just to get us get us going. Hit it, um, go for it. They announced um or Bethesda came out, they announced VR titles. They announced uh, Doom VR, Fallout 4 VR, and Skyrim VR. Mm-hmm. So again, selling us the same game for the third time. Again, uh, and you I know f- what? I looked up Fallout Four VR today. Sixty mm. bucks. Oh, jeez. Regular Fallout's like twenty. Like they're trying to charge full price for it again. I think I think the Doom version is supposed to have something a little little different, but <sighs> that's what she had said. It almost looks like a different game built, like yeah. it, within the Doom universe, to take advantage of VR instead yeah. of just playing the new Doom in VR. Yeah, they they labeled it Doom VFR. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was strange. Yeah, and then Skyrim, same game you've been playing in VR. Fallout 4, same game you've been playing in VR. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, okay, let's let's keep going. Uh, they announced, uh, or not announced, but talked more about Elder Scrolls Legends, which is their version of the card game that's going to go up against the Fable card game and Gwent and Hearthstone. Um, so now we have <laughs> The Witcher, Elder Scrolls, and Fable all competing for the same <laughs> market in the card game realm, mm-hmm. when I wish that all three of them would just make a new full freaking game yep. instead of working on this. <laughs> Stop trying to make these secondary smaller games. Like, just... Uh, see, Focus, when we guys. say that, we say that because we don't play them. But, dude, yes. people are yeah. into these games like crazy. I can't even believe how hardcore some people are on these oh, card man. games. It's maybe, nuts. Maybe, maybe, I just, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just need to give it a try, and maybe it's worth I did. getting into, you know. I did. I played the Gwent beta. I played Gwent in The Witcher 3 because it's like mm-hmm. a mechanic within the game. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> but that's just me I, yeah. I'm just not I just like can't get like. into it like what you like exactly exactly um, Skyrim build of switch was at the show oh, which we've already we've what? already talked about that's oh such my gosh bright, giant news and I never giant even thought news. that that would ever happen that's written oh wait it was in the switch reveal trailer yeah, oh right sure. um, Quake Champions which uh, is something cool because Quake's coming cool. back but yeah. uh, but people generally don't seem to care like every time they talk about it on stage there's almost no reaction even when they yeah. announced it nobody <laughs> clapped they were just like okay cool Quake, right Quake's back i guess um <laughs> that's, that's, i guess that's the thing. i guess yeah dishonored um dishonored 2 is still a little bit warm like mm-hmm. it hasn't hasn't been out very long and this is a standalone expansion for it yeah that's out. cool yeah yeah um, so keep an eye out on that if you're a Dishonored fan. Um, I don't have the name of it pulled up here, but um, I, looks yeah, looks interesting. Different protagonist in this one um, than Emily or Corvo. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we keep we keep rolling. We keep on rolling. Um, I think I'm going to leave this this one thing for you for for the last <laughs> um, so you can you can rant a bit. Um, the Evil Within two. Uh, the Evil Within was pretty popular. It's almost like a psychological horror game that really took uh, some nods from Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Same same genre. Um, people, I mean, it was a terrifying game. I saw some clips. Mm. Uh, so we're getting it again, the second one. Uh, so if you're into the horror genre, keep an eye on that. Um, and then the one saving grace of the yes. entire Bethesda conference. Get hyped. Wolfenstein. Yes. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus was announced. Oh man. Oh man. I can't I can't even express to you how much I love these new Wolfenstein games. They're so good. They're so good because they're so classic. They yes. they follow old school first person shooter game design like theory pretty much. Yeah. And uh yeah, so it looks like we've bumped up in the timeline a little bit since the first one. Uh, B.J. Blaskowitz. Is it Blaskowitz? Blast Blastowitz. Blastowitz. B.J. Good old. Good old B.J. B.J. <laughs> He's back. He's back somehow. Yeah. Good old B.J. That's great. That'll be a great clip for later. <laughs> a little bite. Um, He's back somehow. I don't know. I guess we can talk about the first order um, since it's been out so long. But he died at the end, right? Like he got hit with a like nuke nuclear explosion. Yeah, all, all I remember is uh, fighting this big mech dude. And that had the, the personality guy you, of the guy. You Yeah, you were, you were chasing the guy the whole time. And then 
he just like went down this hole, so you had to chase after him, and then everything got on fire. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I even told a, I told a buddy today, and he goes, "Dude, BJ's dead. How are they even gonna?" I, I, I have no idea. I have no clue. But he's back and mm-hmm. better than ever, apparently. Um, a lot more trim. He's not yeah. all like like Gears of War muscle heady like he was in the first one. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It looks like we're getting the same same style of gameplay, same style of story. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna be about Nazis and about killing them all. And uh, yeah, it looks what, like what it's, more do you need? <laughs> it looks like it's kind of set in that alternate universe's seventies, uh, just yeah. from some of the hairstyles and different character uh, reactions and things like that. But I don't know. Could it be that far after? Given that would be thirty years after when oh, man. the first one would have taken place, you know. Like BJ's alive, so whatever. <laughs> I guess at this point, I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. like it doesn't have to be. Logical. It's a video game about fighting Nazis, so right, right. cool. <laughs> as long as we get to do just right that, on. then we'll be fine. Because um, we can all agree. Nazis are evil. Nazis are evil. They are literally the benchmark for evil for the world. They're literally the worst. (laughs) They are literally the worst. You're right. Freaking Nazis. Okay. So here we go. Last big thing, because I know you're going to have plenty to say. Bethesda announced paid mods are coming back. The gloves are coming off. The gloves are coming off. It's called the uh, the Bethesda Creator Club or Creation yeah. Club. And uh, I'm going to let Brian take it from here. So get out that as latex a, glove. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as a um, recent, as in that last year or two, um, member of the PCMR, the PC Master Race, I've... I've <laughs> grown very fond of mods. I think it's awesome that a game like like Skyrim that how old is Skyrim? It came out in 2011. 11 11 11. That is a that is an old game, guys. It is an old game. <laughs> the fact that you can have a game like that still have awesome life and more more content for free like blows my mind that I can that if I wanted to I could I could start learning game design and use that as a template and just just you I mean they 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 made they made an entire game as a mod like yeah. that's awesome that's like yeah open source amazing that's like that's that's incredible that's incredible <laughs> and then <laughs> and then here comes this little well, hey guys, that's some nice stuff you got going on there. Oh I yeah. I wonder if that's... we could uh, profit from it. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? You you creators, you guys, uh, you guys sh- deserve to have people pay for your stuff. And notice how I said people should pay for your stuff. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that you should get paid. I don't know if I don't I I don't know how the system works. I'm sure that they get a little bit from it. Right. But it's a way for Bethesda to cash in on on free content. On user-created <laughs> content, yeah. User-created content. Like, can you imagine uh, if that was the model for Little Big Planet? That, yeah. That, that, Nobody would use it. <laughs> that game would crash and burn. The, the user-created content is the whole reason why that game 
has multiple games. Right. Because, like, stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. Put but it down. See, here's, here's what I'm wondering. At this point, it's going to be left up to the creators, the community. I mean, they are going to have to decide if they're going to charge for their mod or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that a lot of them, you know, a lot of them have this spirit of wanting to give away what they're making. You know, it's it's more about like making something cool and loving it and being passionate about it and just getting it into as many people's hands as possible mm-hmm. um, than necessarily making money. Because up until this point, they weren't making money anyway. You know, this this right. is something new. They've been doing all of this voluntarily this whole time. So it's going to go one of two ways. Either they're going to continue the trend that they've been set in, or it's going to go the opposite way, and Bethesda is going to create a whole new trend where people are making content specifically to make money off of it. And it's going to create a whole new mentality for the modding community that is going to do nothing but damage it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the deal. Here, here's, like I said, only recently in the last couple of years uh, gotten into modding. This apparently isn't the first time that they've tried to pull this. It's not. And it it failed not. last time too. Yes, it did, and it was—I believe it was through Steam. They were trying to do it through Steam Workshop originally, probably. And I, I want to say that was two years ago, right before they announced the special edition of uh, like Skyrim and mm-hmm. the mods for Fallout and Skyrim, like on console, oh, all that. Two um, years ago, holy cow! Yeah, it's been a while, and I think they were like, okay, okay. Let's tell everybody they're getting mods in all their games. You know, we'll make them happy for a year, and then next year, well, you know, we got we got to regroup, we got to recoup, we got to figure out how we're going to handle this on our end, so that we're making money, they're making money. They're like, we need to have it on our own system so we can control it. That's the mm-hmm. whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want Steam in control of it. They don't want the community in control. They want to run the whole mod space for their games. And it's your IP. Do with it what you want. <laughs> it's just a bummer for everybody. Yeah, that you had you had this once cool free thing, and you know, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna get on a rant now about the comparison between that and <laughs> net neutrality. But that's <laughs> we don't need to. I don't, we don't need to open that we, can of worms. We are at one one hour twenty four minutes. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> just saying. Oh man. Um so that's that was Bethesda. That was um, Bethesda. There's one one last thing I wanted to mention. Uh wasn't really part of any of the conferences, but it, it came in around the same time so I thought it would be worth bringing up. Uh Kingdom Hearts 3 has a new trailer. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I didn't see it. I didn't. I just saw like a couple of gifs, I think, mm-hmm. and it looked just like old Kingdom Hearts. It didn't look like Notably different than yeah. the old games. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty close in style to Kingdom Hearts 2. It looks, uh, I don't know, maybe tighter. There's some... Yeah, some, sharper. Yeah, like, sharper. Some yeah. some mechanics that look like uh, might have been polished a little bit better, like uh, your your combat with... Um, your, your like partner combat with like Goofy and Donald. Yeah. That looked cool. Like at one point, you, I think you could throw Goofy because uh, the guy's out there running around with a shield. So it's kind of hard to be like, hey, use your use your basha plate to go punch that guy's face in. <laughs> um, I'm, but yeah. I'm curious about this. I'm, I'm curious because if it doesn't look that much different, 
and it doesn't play that much different. What the hell is taking so long? Yeah. Yep. 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 You know? Why uh-huh. why is it taking like <laughs> four or five years to get this game out? I don't I don't and why did you have to do like the stupid uh, I shouldn't say stupid, but like the the stuff in between, like the two point eight or the whatever just keep, the heck keep it was. Building, building hype and filling space because you got nothing else to give at the moment, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's all it is, and they're making a little bit of money in the meantime. But I don't know. I, if I were a Kingdom Hearts fan, I wouldn't be happy about the situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's not Half Life. It's not that bad. Right. But right. It's. It's definitely kind of getting to that point where you're like, guys, like, <laughs> what are you What's going on? What's well, happening? What's the deal? Yeah. So, so that's it. That's uh, that's our E3 uh, third party coverage for that's, 2017. That's just our E3 coverage. That's it. That's the yeah. that's the end of it right there. So we're gonna we'll do a little bit of a wrap up. It sounds like here in the here in the near future, we can get a little bit of a deeper opinion on some of uh, the key things where we won't just be listing every single thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, go a little bit more in depth, but that is gonna wrap it up for our our three day, what f- almost four hour coverage of all of <laughs> E three for this year. Um, if you have been listening this far, thank you so much. Like. We really appreciate you sticking it out with us, and hopefully you've really been enjoying the content as much as we've been enjoying making it. Like, this podcast takes so much time, man, but it never <laughs> feels like a chore, you know? Yeah, it's 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 a, a ton of fun, and, like, we don't, we don't profit from it. It's just, like, our afternoon, night, weekend job. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like a part-time job, but sometimes it takes more time than yeah, a part-time yeah. job. Um, more portion of my life anyway, but, uh, yeah. So thanks for sticking around with us and, uh, guess what? We'll be back at it next week again. So look for us uh, next Tuesday and uh, we will see y'all soon. See you. Bye. See you on the next bit. (laughs) See you on the next bit. Bye Felicia. (laughs) Bye Felicia. Hey guys, just once again, really wanted to thank you uh, for listening to all the E3 coverage. Uh, As you know, you can check us out on social media. Get at us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Patreon. And of course, you can find all the episodes on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and possibly uh, some other locations here coming soon. So keep uh, keep tuned in for that. But uh, we'll see you next Tuesday with a little bit of a recap and uh, some new content. So keep it here to the Bit by Bit podcast. See ya. Classic. All the heroines. <laughs> the black tar kind. The <laughs> black tar the Lara Croft kind. <laughs> we don't discriminate. <laughs> we don't discriminate against heroines. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. All oh, right. Oh, man.